Penny, Penny, Penny. What's the gist, physicist? Welcome to episode 53 of the Geek Generation. I am joined just by Mike Volpe this week. Just by me. Just by you. Oh. I say just, but, you know. Yeah. You're important. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm a little bit important. You're a little bit important. Yeah. Every now and then. Uh, Jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Uh, Blu-ray and video game releases Mm. for September 27th. For Blu-ray, there's not a lot of really significant titles coming out i only have one thing on my list and it's Mm. not even because it's significant you know those (laughs) blu-ray packs they do when they do the two movies oh yeah they group together yeah this one was the most odd combination i've ever seen they have a uh, two pack coming out with marley and me that's the movie about the dog yeah with jennifer aniston i didn't see it yeah i didn't either and the princess bride that is weird yeah why? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. That's, I can't I mean, think of any connection well, between the two. I don't know. They're girly movies. I guess that's the Princess the Bride. Isn't it? Do you know what that is? Isn't it the movie with uh, Andre the Giant? Yeah. I don't I think that's think, a girly movie. I think I've seen it. Yeah. A while ago, when I was little. It's like I a can weird, recall him in it, so I've seen it. It's a weird satirical comedy. Oh. Whereas Marley and Me is so different than that. And it's not like they came out anywhere near each other. They have no common element that I can think of. Same is it owned by like Sony? Like, it must be owned mm-hmm. by the same company or something. It's wow. such a weird combo. I don't know who. What do they sell those that. combo packs for? They've been doing that since regular DVD. Like yeah. you go into uh, Sam's Club, or or for people who's not who are not around here, it's like Costco. Yeah, this one was on Amazon. I don't. I didn't write down the price or anything though, oh. so I don't know. Hmm. It's just so weird. Good move. Yeah, I'm sure those. I, I can't imagine those sell very good unless you group like Superman with a Batman. Yeah. I don't know. What are you going <laughs> to... silly. <laughs> if All you right. don't have some sort of commonality, it's just strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, games for September 27th. All right. FIFA 12. Nah. <laughs> soccer. It's America. Who cares about soccer? I like soccer. Oh. <laughs> I coach soccer, damn it. <laughs> That's one out of 100. <laughs> uh, Supremacy MMA. Mm. Yeah, I could care less about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, Ico in the Shadow of the Colossus collection for PS3. That'd so be that's cool for you guys. Two games mm. that people really, really love, and people have been waiting for this collection too. I'm playing the God of War Origins collection, by the way. All it's five games. It's two. It's the two oh. that came out for PSP that they oh. remastered for PS3. So it's the stories that like kind of took place before the original God of War. Is that where he has hair? No. I saw images in Game Informer where they were showing the. The fir- the three games that came out, and then they were showing images. I don't know. One of the shots, he's like a normal living guy. He had hair. Really? I've seen him not with the white skin, but I've never seen him with hair. He had black, slick, slick back hair. That's weird. Unless it was just somebody that looked like him, but the image, I mean, everything looked the same. That's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> well, he was a normal guy at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess. <laughs> Even Stone Cold Steve Austin had hair. That's true. So, <laughs> this guy was born with hair. Uh, another collection, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Classic Trilogy HD mm. is coming out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The first Splinter Cell was fun. I haven't played any of them. so I don't, I don't think I've played any past the first one. I downloaded the demo for the most recent one, which was cool. That was that was fun. Yeah. They've added a lot. They make the game really easy to play. Yeah. Whereas the first one was just a pain in the ass. Good. <laughs> challenging, like video games should be. No, no, no. I mean, as far control-wise. Oh, okay. No, the game is still challenging. But the controls aren't challenging. They've uh, simplified it down to like well, that's good. one simple button. Lastly, for the 27th, is X-Men Destiny. You're excited about that, I know. I am a little bit excited about it. 
I'll play it. I'll wait to see what the reviews are. Yeah. I'm, I'm picky about my video games. I am I'm too. Like, They're so 60 expensive. Something bucks. Yeah. If I'm going to buy a video game, I need to know. I want to buy Dead Island. The reviews have been great. Have they? Yeah. I've seen some garbage about it. They've been sold out. Well, there were issues when it first came out, but they've released patches. Oh, okay. Um, on Xbox, they have to. I've heard, it. I've heard some things like, uh, <laughs> first person melee is never a good idea. Mm. And it's usually only okay if you have one enemy in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if you're surrounded by zombies and you're trying to swing around from a first person's perspective, yeah. like you don't see the other ones and yeah. it's just weird to control. I they gave it a eight and a half out of 10 stars in Game Informer. Oh, wow. And every time I went to a week after it came out, I went to three different Game Stops and they were all sold out. They said they had sold out three times. So well, I know it's selling well. Yeah. It's getting good reviews from what I see. All right. Well, I want to give it a try. For some people, that'll be great. Mm. <laughs> Not my thing, but. Uh, September 30th mm. on Blu-ray, Transformers Dark of the Moon, for those who want it. Yep. Of course, they have to be different and can't release on a Tuesday like everything else. Of course not. Of course not. They need to stand out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I-, I won't be buying it. No, I mean, I haven't I didn't seen any of them. No. I don't want to. I saw it, but... I'll be on Twitter before I watch those. <laughs> <laughs> so never. <laughs> right. October 4th. <laughs> Yep. Blu-ray. I can't believe almost October 4th. I know, right? This is ridiculous. I know we're moving into October already. The Lion King on Blu-ray. Oh. I'll be buying that. And that just came out in theaters in 3D for a little bit. Yes, it did. My sister saw it. Said she cried again. Yeah. I would again, I think. Mm. I love that. That's probably my favorite Disney movie. It was a good movie. And if you don't want just the Lion King Blu-ray, well, they do have the combo pack, which I always like with the the Blu-ray, the DVD, and the digital copy. But you can also buy the Lion King trilogy pack, which has a ridiculous amount of discs. This is what the it has. Third Lion King, kinda. Oh, was it the Timon and Pumbaa thing? Uh, I think so. Lion, yeah, okay. So, uh, in the Lion King trilogy box set, you would get the Lion King, which mm-hmm. includes 3D format Blu-ray, wow. regular Blu-ray, a DVD, and digital copy of the Lion King movie itself. Mm. The Lion King one and a half, which I think is oh. the Timon and Pumbaa one. You get the DVD and the Blu-ray, and the Lion King two. You'd get the DVD and the Blu-ray. Wow! So there's That's quite a pack. There's a ton of discs in there. Good. I think it's like a seventy dollar pack. Something for like all that. that. That's good. Yeah, I think. Also coming out is Fast Five, which I have yet to see. Yep, me neither. But I'll be seeing it just because the rocks in it. I don't well, care the about. Views were good. They yeah, were surprisingly. They said it was just like watching the first one again. Yeah. So they re. Yeah, I thought that franchise, franchise was pretty dead, but. I thought it was dead after the second one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did too. They kept going though. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, cool! Is hidden Blu-ray. That's exciting. It's about time. For you, you might like this one. Hmm? The Walking Dead, the complete first season. Yeah, I'm gonna need that because, well, well, maybe not. Since I erased my DVR at home, I lost the whole first season that was on my DVR. So might as well get it on either DVD or Blu-ray. Yep. And believe it or not, they're releasing all the Christmas stuff already. So that people are prepared for Christmas time. Of course they are. So, because there's Christmas stuff out right next to the Halloween stuff yeah, now. It's crazy. It's stupid. Frosty the Snowman is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My favorite Christmas... We shouldn't even be talking about this. But my favorite is... <laughs> you don't want to uh, overshadow no, Halloween, No, I don't want to do skip you? Halloween. Oh, uh, I think... Uh, what's the the year with now Santa with Heat Miser and Cold Miser? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite one. Yeah. And, of course, The Grinch. The Grinch. The cartoon Grinch. Well, yeah, that's, that's epic. I, what is my favorite Christmas one? I really like, um, well, I mean, I love Elf. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies, Scrooged with Bill Murray. I, oh, yes. All right. And, um, so you're going to say the Jim Carrey. Didn't they just do one last year with Jim Carrey, but it was The Christmas Carol? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. It's too animated for me. Yeah. <laughs> See, we get so caught up with end of the year stuff yeah. on the site and the show that we kind of skip over the Christmas stuff. Maybe we should record a separate, uh, maybe Well, we'll do a focus on Christmas movies at some point. Mm. I think that'd be fun. Yep. Sweet. We'll do that. All and, right. uh, games on October 4th mm. rage, which I know nothing about. Well, that's the game, uh, from the guys who made quake and doom. Oh, okay. It's a new first person shooter. It looks, it looks good. I mean, I'm it, kind of out of the whole first person shooter experience mm. honestly unless i'm playing on a a, con- a computer i don't mm. like playing them on consoles 
And I'm just the opposite. I have struggled to use the mouse to control anything. Really? Yeah. It's so precise, though. Uh, but it's been so, I mean, it would give me some time. I could probably get used to it, but I'm so used to playing, I don't know, Halo and all the other first person shooters. Uh, I'm just used to the, the little sticks. True. Mm. NBA 2K12 for those sports fans out there. Yeah. Well, I have 2K11 and I enjoy it. I'm oh, not okay. a sports fan, but Michael Jordan was on the cover. Yeah. Would you get 2K12? No. No. Okay. I'm good. I'll be good. I buy a sports game once every five or six years. Gotcha. <laughs> the Madden, the last Madden I bought was 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't. And uh, Spider-Man Edge of Time, mm-hmm. which I, I'm also kind of excited about. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. I really like Spider-Man 2099. Is so. that? Yeah. That's the one with anti, anti-venom, anti right? Yeah. That, I got to go look up more info. That character just fascinates me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I just saw him he and I didn't cool. even realize he existed. And then when I saw him in the game, I'm like, oh, what is this? Anti-venom. An anti-venom. <laughs> it is cool. So your news for September 26th, 2011. Top story this week. Mm. I knew this was coming. Okay. By the way, I've been very vocal about my dissatisfaction with Netflix lately. Uh, Yeah. And it would seem I'm not the only one who's Mm -hmm. decided to part ways with the DVD rental video streaming company. It began a few months ago in July of this year when Netflix announced new pricing for separate DVD rental plans and online streaming plans resulting in a nearly 60% increase in monthly fees if customers decided to keep their current benefits. Then, Netflix took another hit when Stars announced that they would be pulling their streaming content from the service at the end of February 2012. Stars' content currently accounts for about 10% of Netflix's streaming offerings. Mm. I didn't realize it was that much. Mm-hmm. Netflix was expecting to lose some customers as a result, but they are now realizing that they're losing even more <laughs> customers than anticipated. Since March, Netflix has lost 600,000 customers. Wow. And when all is said and done, expects to lose about 1 million. Netflix's stock has also taken a hit and is now down 45% since wow. July 12th when the company announced it was splitting its subscription plans. Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a hit. That's huge. People are being let go from that company. Big time. Uh, but it goes on. Yep. Because when I originally posted that article, there was no news as to what Netflix was going to do about all this. Yeah. But shortly after, there, a response was posted by the CEO of Netflix themselves. And uh, instead of appeasing unsatisfied customers, mm-hmm. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings has announced they will completely separate the streaming service and DVD service by splitting them into two different companies with two different websites. Here's some of the idiocy from the announcement. <laughs> Quote, We realize that streaming and DVD by mail are becoming two quite different businesses with very different cost structures, different benefits that need to be marketed differently, and we need to let each grow and operate independently. It's hard for me to write this after over 10 years of mailing DVDs with pride, but we think it is necessary and best. In a few weeks, we will rename our DVD by mail service to Quickster. We chose the name Quickster because it refers to quick delivery. We will keep the name Netflix for (laughs) streaming. No, no, wouldn't Quickster... That's so backwards. Because if you want something quick, you'd go stream it. Right. I think the the net and Netflix refers to internet. Yeah, I know. But when I think quick, I don't think mail. No. I think should have been slowster. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm on top of my game today, people. It's going to get better. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, <thanks. laughs> um, at least there is one small silver lining on the quickster front. One improvement we will make at launch is to add a video games upgrade option. Similar to our upgrade option for Blu-ray for those who want to rent Wii, PS3, and Xbox 360 games. Members have been asking for video games for many years, and now that DVD has uh, DVD by mail has its own team, we are finally getting it done. Now, the problem with that statement is upgrade Upgrade. option. Yes, that means it costs more more. money. But they should have said, we apologize for. I think it should be part of the service. I mean, if you're paying like, what is it, six or seven bucks or like eight bucks Mm -hmm. for one DVD at a time out, why can't Blu-rays and video games just be a part of that service? And the odds of you keeping a video game longer than a movie are greater, Mm -hmm. thereby you're using the service less. So why make them pay more for something you're going to be mailing back and forth less? Oh, yeah. I could a video game rental. I would. <clears throat> say the average is two to four weeks minimum. Yeah. And for, I know, I know it. video games cost more to buy and to put into their library, but, but at this point they can't, yeah, they shouldn't, they, should they be can't be asking ass. for more money. Yeah. Still. And it does go on. They're digging a hole. 
They are. They're they're giving other. They're, what they're doing is they're opening up, you know, the chance for competition to come in and wipe them out. And I mean, they are. Dish Network's launching their blockbuster, which we'll get to. Going streaming, right. yeah. Well, yeah. That's actually our next story. Oh. But uh, the announcement then continues on with this little gem quote. Mm-hmm. A negative of the renaming, you know, because it wasn't negative enough already. <laughs> a negative of the renaming and separation is that the Quickster.com and Netflix.com websites will not be integrated. So if you subscribe to both services and if you need to change your credit card or email address, you would need to do it in two places. Similarly, if you rate or review a movie on Quickster, it doesn't show up on Netflix and vice versa. So they're splitting not just the companies, but the entire online presence. Two different websites. So they just created a whole new company for themselves. Yeah. That are offering totally different services. Now, mm. the, the biggest thing that I liked about Netflix when it was going the way it was before they separated the pricing plans yeah. is I could go on and choose a movie. Mm-hmm. Right underneath the movie, it would say uh, available for instant mm-hmm. or available on DVD. Yeah. And if it wasn't, if it was, if it was streaming, I would just watch it streaming. Yeah. If it wasn't available for streaming and I wanted the movie, I would add it to my DVD queue. I did it yeah. all right there. Now, if I wanted to, let's say, well, I mean, I've already stopped my Netflix subscription. I'm yeah. one of those 600,000 that's left already. Yeah. But if I wanted to go get a movie mm-hmm. to check availability, mm-hmm. I would have to go to quick, uh, Netflix.com, mm-hmm. log in, check their library, see if something's streaming. If it's not in there, I'd have to close that site. Go to quickster.com, check and see if that is available for DVD. And it, like, it, they're just adding steps and they're killing their efficiency. They're going to lose more customers. They are. I think they're making a really bad decision here. Do they say how many customers they have? As a whole, it probably says somewhere. I haven't done the research I for how that. How many though. millions? Yeah. Um, they're going to lose more though. I mean, losing a million people, I don't care how many. I mean, that's, a, that's, unless they're at a hundred million people, that yeah. then it's, you only lost. It's almost nothing, like, they're, that's a big percentage they're losing. They're encouraging people to not be a part of the DVD. They're trying to get rid of it. anymore. Yeah, if that's they the obviously case, they are. should just say we don't feel as though DVD rental through the through DVDs are a viable thing anymore. So right. we're going to go straight to streaming and give you everything you want and make the streaming experience as great as possible. They might as well, because the yeah, they're that's, to, that's like, what they're trying to do. Like push it out the door, and they're killing themselves in the process. There are reasons I like the DVD service better, though. For one, I got the movies quicker that way. Yeah, um, most of the time when they were newer releases. Uh, I liked it because the, a lot of the DVDs had extras and I liked the extras, maybe unlike the common person. Yeah. Although, so, cause like streaming, you don't get the extra bonus content, yeah. but they did have all these discs that said like rental on them or oh. Netflix on the bottom that had no extras on it. It was just oh. the movie. Plus so, you can watch it anywhere. Right. You're stuck if you, right? Because if you stream it here, you're stuck watching it here on your TV down here. Yeah. In the studio. Yeah. I mean, I can watch it through my PS3 here. I can watch yeah. it on my iPod. I can watch it on my computer. Oh, okay. Streaming stuff. Uh, DVDs, wherever you have a DVD player. Right, you could take it anywhere. Yeah. So there are more options, mm-hmm. I think, there. I, I just think they're not making wise decisions. There are people speculating as to why the split of businesses did happen. Mm-hmm. And the best reason I've heard so far is that when they offered the streaming unlimited along with the DVD plan as one... Mm-hmm. The they would have to license per customer how many they were potentially streaming to. Oh, I guess that's an explanation. So if everyone who had Netflix was someone who was considered a potential streamer, mm-hmm. even if they weren't using the streaming services at all, they were someone that Netflix had to pay for a license fee for for a potential oh. streamer. So separating those entirely mm. now makes those who are having just Netflix, a part of that licensing fee, and the people using Quickster are not, unless they subscribe yeah. to both. From that perspective, I understand the decision. So he's trying to save a couple of bucks. Yeah, but overall, I think this is a bad move. And well, they're on a roll. They are on a roll, and they Downward. do <laughs> down a big hill. They they are still the leader in streaming content for now. For now. And unless they really make up all the stuff they're going to lose and make a more convincing price point. That they're going to be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. I have no plans of going back to Netflix anytime soon. They would have to incredibly sweeten the deal. Yeah. Cause I'm still, I still wouldn't be getting my money's worth for the, what I'm paying for. And at this point, it's, it's not even that I can't afford to pay for both services. It's a principal thing. Mm-hmm. 
Like you don't increase 60% out of nowhere and say for the same service. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then the video game thing would be even more money. Like seriously, that's awful. Watch. Then they're probably going to separate and make a third company. Yeah. You never know. Uh, apparently, uh, Gamefly released a statement. They're like, we're not worried. Oh, <laughs> it's just a statement. Yeah. That, basically, that's what it was. I mean, it was a great, paragraph that pretty much said, commercial. pretty much said, nah, we're not worried. Yeah. <laughs> they don't see, uh, uh Quickster yes. as a big competing video game. And so then that service. leads into your next story. It does. Here comes competition. Uh, if you thought Blockbuster was dead and buried, apparently they're not. Because the company has made two separate announcements, one in collaboration with Dish Network mm-hmm. and the other regarding a Facebook app. Hmm. Dish Network LLC and Blockbuster LLC have announced Blockbuster Movie Pass, the most comprehensive TV entertainment programming package ever delivered by a multi-channel pay TV provider. Hmm. Beginning October 1st, 2011, Blockbuster Movie Pass is available for Dish Network customers. Mm-hmm. So Which it's I not, am. it's, are, are you? Yep. All right. So it's not widely available, but for Dish Network customers starting at $10 per month, combining the best of TV with the best of movies and games. It features a pay TV industry first, a subscription streaming movie service bundle Mm -hmm. available on the TV or PC. Hmm. This programming package is unmatched by any other cable, satellite, telco, or online streaming movie service. Blockbuster Movie Pass includes the following. Mail it. More than 100,000 DVD movies, TV shows, and games available by mail. No mm-hmm. additional charge for high-definition Blu-ray movies. Oh, good. One, two, or three-disc plans available. Mm-hmm. Queue management made conveniently from a link at www.dish.com. So, like mm-hmm. Netflix, you now have access to, if you get this for the $10 a month, <clears throat> you have access to 100,000 movies that yeah, you like could get one, mailed to you. One disc at a time. Right, including Blu-ray. Um, stream it. You have the option of streaming more than 3,000 movies on the TV, stream more than 4,000 movies to the PC, mm-hmm. watch hundreds of on-demand TV shows. Cool. All part of that service. They offer more. Play it. More than 3,000 video games really? by mail for Xbox, Xbox 360, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and Nintendo oh. Wii. I mean, Blockbuster's always had video games. Yeah. This is a part of the service. With that $10 a month, access to 3,000 video games. So that's 10 bucks a month, I get all that. Mm-hmm. A disc plus all unlimited streaming. You get one disc out at a time, mm-hmm. whether it be a DVD, a Blu-ray, or a video game. So only one of those mm-hmm. in addition to the unlimited streaming. Mm. And we're not done. Oh, boy. Exchange it. Unlimited exchanges of DVDs and video games at participating Blockbuster stores. Now, I don't know where the hell Blockbuster stores the are anymore. near me are all gone. Yeah. But if you could find one. <laughs> instead of waiting for the mail, <laughs> if you can, if find, you can one. find one, instead of waiting for the mail, you could walk into the you store and do Google your exchange there. Yeah. So that's Google's another gonna thing. come back with what's blockbuster. <laughs> and uh, we're still not done. Oh, you also get watch it more than 20 premium entertainment movie channels from studios like MGM, Epic, Sony movie channel, wow. pixel and more. Hmm. So, so I'm thinking, cause I have, I think the second most expensive package, I could cut my package down. Yeah, because all I watch instead. is wrestling. So as long as I get the channels that wrestling's on, then yeah. I could get this for another ten bucks. I've yep. been thinking about that because it's eighty-seven bucks a month I'm paying. Is it? Fortunately, I'm splitting that. But yeah, so you could cut sister. that down, add ten bucks, and do this instead, and get tons of stuff. And that starts in a week. Really? Mm. Sounds good, right? Yeah. There's more. Not oh. for this, but oh. for the other part of the story. Yeah. Blockbuster LLC will soon launch an app that gives people the ability to rent and watch movies through the Facebook platform. Really? The Blockbuster app on Facebook is designed to provide Blockbuster customers new forms of discovery and engagement around the Blockbuster digital catalog. When renting movies from Blockbuster's expansive library, people can navigate the Blockbuster experience within Facebook, which will include discovery, search, and video playback through an embedded player. The Blockbuster app on Facebook will be coming soon. So basically, you go on Facebook, you can go on the Blockbuster, like, I assume they'll have a page right. that has the app, and you can rent movies right within Facebook and watch wow. them full screen on your computer. Hmm. That's amazing. They're really pushing. Yeah. They're trying to make a comeback. And this is the time. Mm-hmm. This is the time to squash Netflix, and all the companies will do something, I guarantee. Mm-hmm. So right now, this is Blockbuster's move. We if will see more. If this works out well for Dish, and they're seeing people get it, then yep. DirecTV is going to want to jump on it, and then all the cable companies are going to want to jump on it. So this could be the end of Netflix, the beginning of the end. Good. They deserve it. Fuck them. Bastards. <laughs> Moving on. This is another story you might be excited about. We're just all about you today. Uh, all about you. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because this is uh, 
uh, for a friend of the show. Oh, but I, I consider him a friend of the show. He probably doesn't give us a second thought. Uh, AMC uh-huh. has announced Talking Dead, the network's first live after show oh. that serves as a platform for discussion for AMC's series The Walking Dead. Sounds good. So, so far. they're going to have a half hour after show where they discuss it. The half hour episodes are hosted by Chris Hardwick. Ooh, yeah, that's our boy. Yeah, he is. Talking Dead premieres immediately following the encore presentation of The Walking Dead on Sunday, October 16th. Cool. Then beginning on Friday, November 4th, uh, the series premieres following The Walking Dead's encore presentation at 11 p.m. So it looks like it'll always be on after the encore presentations of the episodes. Oh, okay. So basically, you can watch it when it's on. If you wanted to watch it again before the live discussion on it, you would have that option. Mm -hmm. So that's a cool little thing they're doing. Uh, Talking Dead features Hardwick spending time with fans, actors, producers, and TV enthusiasts, recapping that most recent Dead episode and taking questions and comments from viewers. Fans may continue to engage with the after show following the on-air conclusion mm. online at amctv.com for more conversations, questions, and trivia. Quote, as an enormous fan of both the Walking Dead comic and television show, I pretty much begged for this job. I'm fairly certain I slobbered on the phone while doing it. Uh-huh. Dissecting the moves of Rick Grimes and the remaining survivors after every episode is something I would be doing with my friends anyway. So the fact that AMC is actually paying to do so is a bonus, said Hardwick. This half hour after show gives fans the opportunity to nerd out about the story in a very public forum, what they like, what they don't like, or what questions they may have. Additionally, it will better inform viewers on making intelligent decisions when faced with the zombie apocalypse, which will probably happen sooner or later. Wow. <laughs> so not only is it <clears throat> just going to talk about the show, but we're going to actually prepare people. Yeah. How to survive the zombie apocalypse. that's coming on December 22nd, 2012. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jonah Ray showed up on that show as well yeah. either. Big zombie fan. He is. So, uh, that's, that's pretty cool for walking dead fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for Chris. Good for him. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. More stuff. You think more you big have stuff. A busy schedule. I know, right? <laughs> this guy's all over the place. Well, he just premiered last night on, uh, on BBC America. They showed the pilot for the Nerdist TV show. So they're oh. basically doing the the podcast like at a desk on TV. Yeah. And they had guests. I haven't seen it yet. Like Howard. Like, yeah. Know, yeah. Howard basically TV. like that. Um, the pilots, it, even though it just aired last night, BBC America put the mm-hmm. pilot up on iTunes for two bucks already. Cool. So, and they're not sure if it's going to get picked up or not, but I encourage people to go to iTunes and download it and it, it, way, it's two bucks to support shot. it. How many yeah. other podcasts are on TV? I know. That's huge. None. It's a big deal. Uh, and it's their time slots right after Doctor Who. Oh, the so they're gonna. Well, did he have to beg for that time slot? Well, probably not, <laughs> because but that's such a perfect. It after is after seeing him and how big and he is into it. In the the pilot episode, they interview Craig Ferguson mm-hmm. and Matt Smith from Doctor Who. Oh, so it made sense to put it right after as cool. well. Yeah. So uh, good luck for them to them, I should say. Mm-hmm. I I think it'll get picked up. Moving on. Lucasfilm Limited and 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment have announced that Star Wars is the best-selling catalog Blu-ray disc of all time with worldwide sales totaling 1 million units, including 515,000 units sold in North America in its first week alone. This represents $84 million in worldwide consumer spending, including $38 million in North America, unprecedented for a 9-disc Blu-ray collection at a premium price. Hmm. So despite all All the things we went over and the changes that happened... People are still mm-hmm. buying it. Which is going to give him more of a reason to go change more shit and re-release it. <laughs> I have not bought it. In two years. I don't know. I have not bought it. it. I, I still You plan. have it. You have, uh, where is it? I have the, well, I have the, the prequels yeah. on DVD. I have yet to buy the originals on DVD. I was waiting for Blu-ray. But now. But now I don't want the Blu-ray. It's so, not the original. Right. I don't know if I'll be able to find the, so I don't own the original Star Wars on anything beyond VHS. The original cuts. Mm. And I think even those are the special edition. Hmm. Ugh. I just want the original ones remastered for Blu-ray. You're That's all I that. want. I know, but it's all I want. If he offered that, the, I wouldn't care what he did to it. The day after he dies, they'll offer it. They'll Maybe. be like, listen, we had to deal with that dick. Here, <laughs> take it. Here it is. I wouldn't care. He could make whatever changes he wants as long as he offered the original. Mm-hmm. Just like pumped up for DVD uh, for Blu-ray. You can do a double-sided DVD. You or could the Blu-ray thing. You well, know? yeah, you could with the with Blu-ray discs. The they original could fit on everything. the back. Yeah, they don't even need to do double-sided with Blu-ray. I mean, they have fifty gigs worth of information to fit mm-hmm. on there. I don't know. 
but know. I'm not buying this one. Uh, on to some video game stuff. Okay. A recent episode of GTTV has revealed some new additions to Batman Arkham City, including gadgets and another villain from the Dark Knight's rogues gallery. One new gadget is the remote electrical charge. Essentially a taser beam, the remote electrical charge gun can be used to power machinery, create electrical fields to solve puzzles, and immobilize villains. Cool. Next up is the Freeze Blast, a projectile capable of creating ice platforms in water and freezing enemies in their place. Mr. Freeze. He's in the game, so Mm -hmm. borrowing some technology. Also revealed is the inclusion of Deadshot. As part of a side mission, Batman will track Deadshot as he systematically assassinates high-profile people within uh, within Arkham City and then goes after Batman himself. Detective mode will be essential to finding and taking him down. From what I've seen of the footage that in the Deadshot side missions, mm-hmm. he's a master marksman. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the character, one of the things that he, he Batman sees someone get assassinated right in front of him, yeah, and immediately goes into detec- detective mode, checks out like the bullet holes uh-huh. in the wall, can uh, analyze the trajectory of where it came from, right, and then goes and, ex- and like check out that it's spot lead from and, one spot to another exactly. spot until eventually you catch him, which is really cool. He'll make a mistake. Yep. Love that. And Arkham City is just around the corner at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it's November. So mm-hmm. November is going to be a busy, busy month for video the, games. Oh, I was going to say the Muppets are coming out. Oh, well, well <laughs> the Muppets are coming about. out. Arkham City. Skyrim. Is that how you say Skyrim. it? Skyrim. Skyrim. The uh, Elder Scrolls game. Is that coming out in November? 11-11-11. Oh. That's their big thing. Uh, 11-1-11 is mm-hmm. Uncharted 3 mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed Revelations. All in November. If, I got to download. That means we're not doing any shows in November. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to skip November. <laughs> we'll take November off. Uh, no, we'll be here. <laughs> It'd be great. You just put it on the site. Site's down <laughs> due to November. <laughs> site's down due to November. We're playing shit. We'll be back later. Yeah. Uh, more video game stuff. This okay. is pretty big. Beginning late October, DC Universe Online will be free to download on both the computer and the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. and free to play with no monthly fees required. Cool. This is the massive multiplayer mm-hmm. DC game. You haven't played that yet? I haven't. One reason because it was 60 bucks to buy it and it was $15 a month to play it. Ooh. And like most MMOs go. Uh, there will now be three levels of access to the game. Oh. For free players, new players will now have access to the current gameplay in DC Universe Online, including Gotham City, Metropolis, and all current raids and alerts, mm-hmm. with the ability to create two characters, join a league, and many other benefits. Free level players will be able to purchase downloadable game packs and updates, additional character slots, powers, and more through microtransactions. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a model that's moving along a lot of games as they're becoming free to play with some sort of microtransaction system. Yeah. There is another level of play called premium. Any player who has spent at least $5 anywhere, uh-huh. including former paid subscribers and new <clears throat> players who have purchased $5 of in-game items, mm-hmm. those players will qualify for the premium access level. Premium level players will have more benefits available to them than the free level player, including additional character slots, additional inventory slots, and higher cash limits. Downloadable adventure packs, additional character slots, and more can be purchased in-game. So if you spend 5 bucks, you automatically become free, uh, premium. You'll yeah. never drop down to free again. That's nice. Yeah. So already, all you have to do is spend 5 bucks. Oh. There's that a, doesn't seem like a huge commitment. There's a third level to this? There's a third level. It's called Get a Job. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, legendary. Uh, yeah. Maximum features and benefits are included at this level. Loaded with enhanced additional features, Legendary access will be available for $14.99 monthly fee mm. and includes all DLC packs at no cost, more than 15 character slots, more than 80 inventory slots, the ability to form unrestricted size leagues, and many other benefits. I don't know why the hell you'd need 15 character slots. And the most I would ever use is two, I think, to make a Batman-ish type character two. without yeah. powers and a Superman-like crazy character. <laughs> that would be all I would it's ever like make. Like a super weak superhero or yeah. the weak hero and then the super unstoppable superhero. Pretty much. And team them up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh this is cool. Yeah. I think I'll try it. But I'm afraid because I, I think I've mentioned on the show before I played City of Heroes mm-hmm. for one week when it was free as a trial mm-hmm. and it ate my life up. But it might also have been because I only knew I had it for a week. Yeah. And I yeah. spend way too much time that. playing with all this stuff that's coming out. There's not a lot of time. You still haven't played uh, the New last, Vegas. The New Vegas. Yeah. Thing. New Vegas is still sitting well, you gotta there. You got to play anything. I don't know. I have no time. Well, but you are going to have time coming up. Be a little bit. 
you're not wrestling. No, um, we'll talk about that next yeah. week. But yeah, <sighs> you'll have some time. Yeah. Plus, you're gonna have Christmas school break. True. Oh, it's not that long though, huh? It's two it's weeks. It's not. It's not college. You it's don't get not. a month off. No. But mm. I'll maybe I'll I'll crush through New Vegas during that time. Just something I don't understand. To go off topic here, college is a whole lot more difficult. I didn't go to college, but I'm assuming it's a whole lot more difficult than like sixth grade. Yeah. Yet they can fit everything in between September and you're out in May. College is harder. I don't think it's as much of a time commitment. Mm. I was going to say, because why can't the, the, it should be the same way with middle school, high school. I could see them being able to give them a month off, although parents would probably kill themselves. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, you also so go, beat with that. Sorry. You go to college before the school year starts, too. And yeah, they start at the end of August. Yeah. In. I, I, I just know. figure if you can cram it in there where there's a lot more studying going on. Yeah. I'm sure you could do it on another level. I'm just trying to figure out how to get you more time off to play I know. more video games. I know, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem. Um, another story video game-wise here. Uh-huh. Sony Computer Entertainment has announced their fall lineup ti- of titles that will include support for PlayStation Move. And among those are Infamous 2, which is already out, and the upcoming DLC Infamous Festival of Blood. For the first time, experience firsthand what it's like to wield electricity with the precise motion control of PlayStation Move. The single-player expansion, including Infamous 2 Move support, will be available October 25th for $14.99 on PlayStation Network. It sounds to me like you won't be able to get Move support for Infamous 2 unless you buy this expansion, which is separate anyway. I was planning on buying it one way or the other, but I've already played through Infamous 2 twice. I think I will play through again because I have to do it on hard difficulty still for that mm-hmm. trophy. And uh, I'm curious to see and how you're going to be down here throwing lightning. I know. I'm curious to see what it would be like mm-hmm. using the move controls. I'm I'm very curious and I like this addition. Mm. Cool. Yeah. We got to get you into the PlayStation world, Mike. Well, I have one at home. Yeah, but now you got to play it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about getting a, a new PlayStation mm. because mine is an older model and it's just getting clunky. Uh, and I'm running out of space because it's an 80 gig model, mm. but they are offering a, an Uncharted 3 pack that for like 299 that comes with the 320 gig PS3, another controller and Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also planning on buying the Uncharted collector's edition mm-hmm. separately, which includes the game. And you can't get that in the PlayStation pack. Mm. So if I do get the pack and I get the collector's edition, you have mm. yourself a copy of Uncharted 3. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. It is my day today. I Look know, right? This. All right, for me, clap. And then you'll, but now you have to play the Uncharted games to get caught oh. up, just like the Assassin's Creed. See, now you have no time for video games either. I'll make time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh-huh. But I have the Uncharted games here that you can play, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I have to try to f- figure out how I'm going to watch Doctor Who, unless it's on Blockbuster. Now, I'm never going to leave the house. Nope. I'm going to be canceling clients. I'm going to yep. be telling all the women to go away. Be like, sorry, girls, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> all right. They can play games with you. You got to find one that does play games. That's the key. Yeah. That's important, ladies. It is. Play video games. If you play together, you will stay <laughs> together. Hey, now. Hey. Moving on. (laughs) TV news. Uh, Producer Mark Gordon and ABC Studios are developing a TV version of this year's big screen sci-fi thriller Source Code. Like the film on which it is based, the action procedural follows three former federal agents who are part of a top secret program. Each week, they'll use Source Code technology to jump into the consciousness of people involved in tragic events. Duncan Jones directed the feature film, but had no knowledge about the TV adaptation until it hit the Internet. Hmm. He tweeted out the following, quote, for those asking, I know not a sausage about the source code TV show. Not a sausage. First time I heard about it was about 20 minutes ago on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter. So the director of the movie found out about the TV show from an announcement on Twitter. Wow. So they obviously didn't, they were like, let's not ask him to direct it. And I don't want to give anything away about the movie because there are, there's a cool twist in it, but I don't know how they're going to make this a procedural week by week thing using the same source code technology unless they abandon a huge, unless they abandon the twist. Wait, was this the, uh, I didn't see it. Was this the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where on the train? Yep. Where he keeps going back and back. And it's really good. And I see how they could make that into a TV show. But they would need to ignore the twist that's a part of the movie to do so, uh, I think. Maybe this is going to be like we figured out. I don't know what the twist is, yeah. but maybe we, they figured out a way to fix it. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe. I got to go watch it so I understand what you're It's a good about. movie. It was one of the better ones I've seen this year for sure still at this point. Um, so let's take a quick break. All right. We'll come back and we'll finish up the news. Yep. All right. 
Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Charisma Carpenter, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. Yes, you are. We're back. Yep. And uh, let's continue on with some news, because... This is a new show. Ah, is it? Is that what <laughs> we're is. doing here? Yeah. News? Oh, yeah. It makes sense to keep going with the news. I think. I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the L.A. Times Hero Complex recently sat down with Mark Millar, writer on the Kick-Ass comic book series. What is this L.A. Times Hero Complex? Yeah, it's a it's a smaller piece of the L.A. Times that oh. talks about like superhero stuff and all I that. I had no idea that existed. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. They recently sat down with Mark Millar, writer on the Kick-Ass comic series. Uh-huh. Among answering many questions about the comics, Millar offered this update on a sequel to the movie. Quote, The thing about the first movie is that it kind of exploded all our careers. People forget, but this was a $28 million indie movie mm-hmm. made in the UK. It grossed $100 million in theaters and made the same again and more on DVD and Blu-ray and got amazing reviews. So everybody involved suddenly got hired for a million different things, and reforming the band again would be impossible. Hopefully, we can use the same actors if if and when we do a sequel, but getting Matthew Vaughn to direct or Jane to write a movie at this budget would be very difficult because they're superstars now and they have projects of their own. I'd imagine if this happens at any time soon that Matthew will produce and possibly co-write like George Lucas did with The Empire Strikes Back and hire a new director. But there's a window because the actors are all supposed to be in high school. And if this came out after 2013, for example, that window would have closed. Mm -hmm. I obviously know more than I can say, but I think people will be pretty happy about the conversations we've been having. Cool. So it looks like uh, even though they can't necessarily say it's happening, it looks like they're going in the right direction to make a sequel. As long as it's good. Yeah. I I thought the first one was good. I don't. It'd be enjoyable to have a second one if it's good, but I don't feel the need to see Kick-Ass 2. Um, I feel I, like I'd love to see. I mean, they could leave it as a standalone. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But since that came out there, uh, they, they've done a bunch of miniseries with the Kick-Ass comic. So the first movie kind of encompasses what happened in the first miniseries. They've done a second miniseries and they're working. Uh, the third is like halfway through right now, oh. I guess. So there is more content in the books to bring to the big screen if they wanted to. The actors and the actress, the, the little girl was really good. Yeah. It's stupid to change because I don't think they're going to change them for the better. Never seems like it. No, I think uh, I I do want to see what happens with like Red Mist. They left that open for the sequel and everything. So that would be interesting. Uh, Staying in some movie news this October, Sony Pictures Entertainment celebrates the original movie Ghostbusters, its franchise and its fans by bringing the quintessential modern classic back to theaters for a special Uh limited engagement of one showtime, one night a week. Starting on Thursday, October 13th, 2011, and continuing every following Thursday in that October, fans together will be able to see their favorite paranormal psychologists back on the big screen as they save the world from ghosts, ghouls, and Mr. Stay Puffed. Ghostbusters will show in approximately 500 theaters across the U.S. on October 13th, 20th, and 27th, one showtime each day. Cool. Please check local listings for showtimes. All right. Ghostbusters will also be showing in select theaters in Canada and in various international markets. For more information on international locations and dates, please visit parkcircus.com. Fans who follow Ghostbusters on Facebook and Twitter or visit ghostbusters.com will be the first to know information about the release and will be able to participate in the fan conversation leading up to this unique theatrical experience. Mm. So three nights, three Three shows, um, one show on each of those nights. And Ghostbusters will be back in theaters this month. That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. I gotta see if there's any theaters near me showing it. Exactly. More movie news. Now, this might sound like reboot news or remake news, but mm. it's kind of not. Okay. Universal Pictures is developing a new version of Scarface. The title first released in 1932 and then turned into the iconic 1983 film that starred Al Pacino as Cuban gangster Tony Montana. So. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> that so was, that, that the was not the original Scarface. There was one before that? I guess so. In black and white, I'm assuming? Yeah, I didn't realize that either. 
But Scarface, the one that I we like that all they had know, to state that because they were like, as soon as you started saying it, my heart dropped. And right. I went, you can't change that. And then you were like, but it wasn't the original. But like, it wasn't oh, well, the okay. original. Yeah. Which is odd. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. So it's already a remake, but there's, there's a reason it's the Scarface is almost like a concept mm. more than, and, and I'll, I'll explain with this. The film is not intended to be a remake or a sequel. It will take the common elements of the first two films. An outsider, an immigrant, barges his way into the criminal establishment uh, criminal establishment, in pursuit of a twisted version of the American dream, becoming a kingpin through a campaign of ruthlessness and violent ambition. The studio is keeping the specifics of where the new Tony character comes from under wraps at the moment, but ethnicity and geography were important in the first two versions. In the 1932 Scarface, an Italian took over Chicago, and in the Brian De Palma-directed remake, a Cuban cornered the cocaine trade in 1980s Miami, only to be consumed by it. Mm. So the common thread of a Scarface movie is that an immigrant comes in, mm-hmm. uh, gets into criminal, yeah, uh, all that stuff, and becomes a kingpin, and da 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 da. So that's the premise of Scarface. So now they just change the ethnicity and the geography, and it's a whole new movie. I wonder where they're gonna have him come from this time, right? I hope he's not like an Afghan guy. So at first, when I I saw that headline, I was like, really, another yeah. like they're redoing everything. But this this makes more sense. So it's not a remake per se. It's a concept. I think they've tiptoed around remake somehow. Yeah. They found a loophole in the remake circle. <laughs> they did. If you can prove that it was yeah. there was something that came before it, yeah. then it's acceptable, I guess. I guess so. Uh, back to video game news. Ubisoft announced via the PlayStation blog that the PS3 version, this is why I'm telling you PlayStation's the way to go, uh-huh. the PS3 version of Assassin's Creed Revelations will include the full version of the original Assassin's Creed game on the same Blu-ray disc. The catch is that there are a limited supply of copies that will include this bonus, so pre-ordering Revelations is your best shot at getting the original game. <laughs> but the catch is that the original sucks compared to the new ones. Well, yeah, but the reason they're doing it is because Altair is involved with yeah. Revelations, and some people may not have played the original Assassin's Creed. And the reason it's only on PS3 is because PS3 has Blu-ray. Xbox mm-hmm. doesn't have the right. ability to put it on the same disc. So it's a cool little bonus for that those who cool. get it. Yeah. Uh, back to TV. Oh, we're just oh, jumping we're all, all over. I know it's here. crazy. No segues. Who needs segues? Nah. This coming season on Supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel fans have reason to rejoice. Both Charisma Carpenter and James Marsters will be appearing on Supernatural as a married couple. This will take place in the fifth episode of the upcoming seventh season of the show. The episode titled Shut Up, Dr. Phil is about a successful huh. man played by James Marsters who is married to a witch who is played by Charisma Carpenter. So it's like Dr. Phil and Oprah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's cool for people that are fans yeah. of Buffy and Angel. They'll be together on an episode of Supernatural. That's it. Aww. Moving along, more TV news, but also in the comic book realm. Mm-hmm. Fox has bought The Spectre, a drama series TV project based on the DC comic superhero character co-created by Superman co-creator Jerry Siegel <laughs> and Bernard Bailey. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of, of co-creations. <laughs> The show, which has received a script commitment, centers on a former cop serving time in afterlife limbo who hunts down earthly criminals on behalf of the dead and mortals soon to be dead if ultimate justice is not served. Ultimate justice. (laughs) DC Entertainment's sister TV studio, (laughs) Warner Brothers TV, will produce with Gerber Pictures. The Spectre character first appeared in a 1940 issue of DC's More Fun Comics. Since then, he he has been featured in a number of other DC titles and has headlined his own comic book series. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Spectre, I am which not. I, I'm assuming you're not, they also call him uh, the Spirit of Vengeance, like Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's kind of the same idea, but Ghost Rider is Marvel and yeah. Spectre. The Spectre is, uh, he was a dead cop. Mm. He comes back and he basically writes the wrongs, that type of idea. Uh, at one point, Hal Jordan, the Green mm-hmm. Lantern, was the Spectre because oh, really? it's something that can be passed from person to person. Oh, So uh, they are going with the original Spectre as the character, though. Hmm. And I can see how this would work as a procedural. Makes sense. Okay. Right. Each wrong each week. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is another story about stuff you're interested in that I could care less about. Okay. But this one's kind of a bummer. Oh, no. Variety is reporting that Kevin Costner has hmm. dropped out of Quentin Tarantino's next project, Django Unchained. That's right. I don't like Kevin Costner. Okay. The reason given for the drop is scheduling conflicts. No big deal. That's it. He'll replace him with somebody better. Yeah. Okay. Did it say what role he was supposed to play? Uh, I think in the original announcement they might have said, but I don't remember. I don't even remember him being announced in it. We did it on the air at some point, I think. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if he's a white guy, then he's a bad guy because it has to do with slavery. Oh, yeah. 
They'll replace him. Yeah. Last story already. They'll put Bill Murray in there. <laughs> Sweet. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Last story. CBS Television Studios are developing a reboot. <laughs> oh, reboot. What a surprise. <laughs> are developing a reboot of the 80s cult classic series Beauty and the Beast for the CW. The original series, which ran from CBS uh, on CBS from 1987 to 1990, starred Ron Perlman as the mythic man-beast. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. And Linda Hamilton as the object of his affection. The new version is said to both modernize the love story, but also add a procedural twist. Ooh. A twist. So, yeah, uh, Reboot City. And I can see how something like that would be primed for the CW because it's all about the sappy romantic stuff. And that's it. Hmm. It's a shitty news story to end on. Well, I try to keep the more uninteresting stuff at the end. Oh. Yeah. People have probably tuned out by now, so. They're not even listening right. to anything we're saying. So they heard the big stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we could say anything we and no one would hear it. I know. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I got yeah. nothing. I got <laughs> nothing either. quick. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug anything as we go out or final thought on any of the stories? No, no. I can plug my protein. Go so for it. So my protein powder finally has arrived. Yay. Yay. And you can't get it. No, you can't. Because shipping <laughs> rates for me are outrageous unless you live in New England. Yep. Uh, it will eventually be available everywhere. Oh. In the U.S. Sweet. I won't ship overseas. And what's the company or the brand? Uh, it's SBV High Quality Supplements. And my protein powder, which is the highest quality form available, is uh, Revitalize, it's called. But if you live in Rhode Island, Massachusetts area, I can get it to you or New England. And uh, uh, Facebook.com slash SBV Fitness. That's what I'm a fan of it. Sweet. Like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want (laughs) to drag that out a little bit. If you want to read anything more about the stories that we publish here or just Mm -hmm. other stories, you can head to thegeekgeneration.com. Please rate this show and write a review in iTunes while you are doing that. I would appreciate that. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, send those to podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave us a voicemail at 508-316-9787. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to this show, send those to guests at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is also on our site. So wrapping up episode 53 of this 53. news, we are out of here. See ya. Later. Later.